everybody, welcome to Grant and Pete Talk Cartoons. Hey, this is Grant. And uh okay, and we're talking about Scooter from the Muppets today. I'm Pete. Yeah. Uh Scooter cartoons. is an orange Muppet. Yeah, Scooter is an orange Muppet. It's like and he's, a fable. he's a Muppet that no one is excited about. That's the thing, I was I like he was kinda of, he took the lead in um was it Muppet Babies? It, was, it seemed like it was like yeah. the show was about him. Oh man, like, let's not I, let's not get into Muppet Babies. I always hated Muppet Babies. <laughs> There's a period of time where like that's kind of it was, it, it was I, on TV all the time. It wasn't exactly. I wasn't like looking forward to seeing it, but it was just like okay, I still well, watched this is, it. Yeah, this yeah. is the kids show, so I'm gonna watch that. Yeah, Muppet Baby. That's a horrible <laughs> theme song too. Hey, you know they're bringing that back. Muppet hear about Babies? this? Yeah. Is it like what 3D or something? Or? I I think you're. It is. Yeah, they're yeah. doing a whole like Muppets relaunch. This is new show called Muppets Now. Mm-hmm. And the Muppet Babies, because I, I, I know I know it's recent, but I know if it was like current. Is that I don't know if it, I don't know much about it. I just have seen like a bit of the teaser. I saw this a couple days ago because I was curious about the Muppets. Uh, yeah. So I just like doing a deep dive on Muppet stuff, and I saw they're like doing more stuff, and I'm just like, and I've talked about this in the show before. I'm just like, Jesus, like stop, please. I, mean, I, I watched. I think I watched one of those. It was like in the whole like first half of it was like, what if like Miss Piggy had TikTok or something like that kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I mean, I don't know if that's literally what it was, but it was just kind of like, yeah, you know. Just, well, and and I apparently the the guy that does Kermit is a new guy in this show, and it's uh, like extremely bad. Uh, like, and if you come too, and welcome everybody to the Muppets now, what if Miss Piggy uh, and I met on Tinder? And that's how we had uh, relations for the first time. Wouldn't that be a fun scenario? Kermit the Frog here, everybody. Hope you're having an awesome afternoon. Yeah, that's that's how it happened, yeah. Yeah. And like, um, but yeah, I, I have no interest in that. I don't know. I was also watching that uh, the Muppets show from like 2015. The 2015. Oh, the 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 uh, re- Muppet show reboot Muppets. that's like the Office style, you know, like Thirty Rock type Ken thing. Ken Jeong. It's what? Yeah, Ken Jeong is in it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's pretty bad. It's actually better than I thought it was going to be. I'll give it some credit. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, it wasn't. It was bad, but I was like not as miserable for the experience I thought it was going to be. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Yeah. What do we? Yeah. What all do we want to okay. talk about? Yeah. Oh, we yeah, just, yeah, we yeah. hit record while we were already talking. So. Yeah. We just wanted to run over. We just wanted to talk about Scooter from the Muppets. Just kind of just. Yeah. And start our. I mean, we can make that a tradition. Maybe start every episode with a quick Scooter discussion. Quick Scooter update. Yeah. So uh, this is how we feel about Scooter today. It's it's been a. And my opinion hasn't changed, frankly. Yeah, I still am pretty indifferent to Scooter. Like yeah, because like I guess I I did I'm. I'm recently realizing that he was just like he kind of started out as uh, an intern or on the the Muppet Show or something. He's just like, yeah, hey guys, uh, I'm I'm Scooter. I hope to I hope to join the show. I uh, won't be doing anything much watchable, but yeah, hope you guys. Uh, yeah, they introduced him as an intern on the show just to, you know, sow that seed for Muppet Babies years later on. Yeah, really. I mean that's. Laying down Boy. breadcrumbs, basically. You know, I like the I I like the Muppets, but I just wish they would stop. <laughs> I just wish, wish they'd let those puppets rest. I mean, we're on our third person, third or fourth person doing Kermit. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, let's what, do some new stuff, people. Jim yeah. Henson is dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, just come up with a new guy. Just maybe just come up with like a red. A red Kermit guy. Yeah, and like he can maybe be on a kid show and have a high pitched voice and be like, "Hello there, my name is Grillbo." Yeah, exactly. Just make a new guy. That is Elmo talk. Growth. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's how growth. Growth Elmo. Growth Elmo. Um, yeah. So, uh, what what else do we do? What else what do we want to talk, talk about? We were going to talk about uh, oh, what we did today. Oh, oh, we're on. Okay. Yeah, we're on. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, um, yeah, it was a little bit of a. 
weird uh, plot throughout Excursion. the day was that, yeah. um, you know, I remember early in the morning I saw in somebody's story that they were at ThriftCon, and I didn't know what yeah. that was, but I kind of assumed that, you know, what it was is just uh, where thrift stores come together and convene. And unite. And unite. One giant thrift store, which and is basically what it was. Well, actually, not really. Yeah, not quite. Yeah. But um, I had heard about it a couple of weeks ago because I know somebody where my brother, my brother's friend is a uh, successful uh, thrift entrepreneur fellow. Nice. And he mentioned it in passing. I was like, that sounds like something I might like to go to. That sounds cool. And then uh, in the nausea, yeah, just oddly today became kind of centered around it. And yeah. Because everybody in our little, as the day was progressing, was just chatting about ThriftCon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I mean, and I guess. Friend of ours had just gone that morning and he came by. Hung out for a bit, so I, well, let's go to ThriftCon. Mm-hmm. And and I guess I I would you know again summarize that as um you know like a like a museum of cartoon uh, t-shirts and just uh, of old t-shirts and stuff that needed to be committed to uh, apparel. Yeah, um, but really it wasn't enough of that. I mean, yeah, it was mostly not surprisingly it was mostly '96 Olympics gear, mm-hmm. freak Nick shirts for a thousand dollars, um, and then sports stuff. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there was. Like the there was like kind of that uh, when 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 sports were uh, you know at, were shiny and, and glittery and you know, there's Michael Jordan and mm-hmm. you would see like a like an angry bull shaped man like an anthropomorphic bull red bull guy yeah I, I never wanted to say, I don't like I don't really like that word so I just bull I, no well, yeah that, Anthrop- I don't like Anthrop- Anthrop- anthropomorphic I, yeah I just I don't I don't Jeez, I, I, I don't like it's not not because it's a Hefty word. I just don't particularly like the word. It's not fun to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, but I mean, I, I could have used a lot more cartoon gear. I did see some absolutely dynamite pieces there that I would have loved to own. <laughs> would have loved to own. I mean, of course, first off, there's the Wallace and Gromit yeah, shirt. That, one, that was a big one. Yeah. That was the probably the highlight of the day. Uh, just a uh, just Wallace and Gromit arm in arm on a white T-shirt waving at you. Just yeah. classic. And it, and it was you know a used T-shirt, been around for a couple of decades, and looked incredibly washed out. And pretty nasty, as you might imagine. And uh, that bad boy was going for 150 bucks. Oh, good. Yeah. As well as the Star Wars Phantom Menace shirt. And, uh, you know, there was also, I think, really, well, the highlight for me was somebody had a shirt of the Conjunction Junction guy on it, mm-hmm. which I wanted that bad. But then I turned my back, somebody else bought it. Yeah. Um, I think my one, uh, my favorite one was probably, like, the big face of just Donkey Kong on the, yeah, on the shirt. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. And then you, you pointed out the Cheezosaurus Rex one yeah. to me, which... We have a special uh, uh, love of Jesus Horse Rex. Yeah, he's in a Cool Winners, we, ours, we did yeah. a bit a couple years ago <laughs> where I talked to Jesus Horse Rex on the phone live on stage, which is probably one of the craziest things I've ever done in front of a room full of people. Yeah, let's do that, and then I like Jesus freaked Horse. out. Yeah, <laughs> in a phone argument with Jesus uh, Horse Rex. Yeah, yeah where he's like, yeah, like I don't remember what the deal was, think, but he like took a bunch of money from me or something. Yeah, I think the last thing I saw before I confirmed that I was not. I confirmed for sure that I wasn't going to get anything. It was just like that Powerpuff Girls hat. And I yeah. Was like, All right, that's enough. Um, yeah. That was a great hat, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's nice in concept. There was there was that one um, Cartoon Network shirt that was the perfect. Yeah, that shirt was in my mind. Great. Yeah. Uh, although the only it must the only have been two hundred dollars. though. Yeah, exactly. There's no way. The only thing about that was that like, I feel like Johnny Bravo was a little bit too prominent. In, in that. Yeah, yeah. Like, he can, right. he can be a part of the Rogues Gallery, you know, yeah. in the back where we all remember him, but it's like. Uh, we don't we don't really like Johnny guess, Bravo anymore. But I guess that was like, they were like the there was that 
individual like first three or first four shows. He was a major just, player for a minute. Yeah. yeah, it was just Dexter's Lab, uh, Johnny Bravo, and Counting Chicken. That was all. Yeah, that was all. You, all we had. So I mean, it was really. I mean, that's a, a shining moment, I guess. If, yeah. You know, regardless of, you know, the whether or not Johnny Bravo continues to be watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, still a good shirt. Yeah, but you know, overall. I guess it was a fun outing with some with some friends. We had a, a fun little social circle today. And then there was like but the none of us bought anything. There was exactly they had that roped off uh, area with like Dexter's Laboratory's actual. Gloves yeah, that from was the first pretty episode. cool. Yeah, and, and and I found it odd that they could sell Dexter's gloves. Yeah, because they were cartoons. And they were but, signed by Dexter yeah. somehow. And the guy that was standing next to him, like he had a bucket hat on, he was wearing like a, a Freaknik shirt, and he was like, "Yeah, man, this is the real deal thing." This is in the yeah. first episode. He, he puts the gloves on, and yeah, yeah. So and I was, it, I was kind of like, I wanted to ask him just how is that physically possible, yeah. but I didn't really have a moment to because he kept getting fielded other questions, yeah, so I just, just kind of moved on. And I asked him a little. They bit were about, ten grand too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. And the, I had uh, that's fairly priced. I'm trying to keep cutting you off, but that's pretty fairly priced, in my opinion. No, no, for sure. I mean, it's it's a relic. I mean, at this point. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then right next to it was uh, Professor Utonium's uh, lab coat and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, all kinds of stuff. Watched yeah. the panel from the, th- uh, the California Raisins. Kind of that was taking fun. Taking questions, doing a little Q&A. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I didn't like the part where uh, the saxophone player, when pulled up his sunglasses, and he finally revealed that he doesn't have eyes oh, underneath yeah, there. Yeah. It's just like raisin. And I don't know. I don't know why somebody in the audience asked him that. Like, hey, can you, you know, put those shades up, man? Exactly. We're inside. Let's yeah, see well, what's behind him. Yeah. Yeah, we want to see you. Um, and he showed us, and there was an audible gasp from the audience. Yeah, like a revealing moment, yeah. hist- historical here in Atlanta. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I guess so. You know, but it, it makes sense that they'd be here because it's like no one else gives a shit about the California raisins except for people that yeah are you know spending their Sunday afternoon yeah spending three hundred dollars on uh, you know yeah I mean a, a Wario hoodie. I mean exactly <laughs> Wario. Uh, yeah, and I mean, you'll see it all over BuzzFeed tomorrow. Like, you know, re- California raisins have no eyes, so. Yeah. But we were there to see it. We saw it happen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's probable. I mean, you know, these episodes are coming out weeks after we record them, so I'm sure it, it's already been talked to death. But, uh, I mean, we were there, and you know, maybe we'll post something about it today to kind of get ahead of this news. Um, but, yeah, that was a sight to see, and uh, shocking. <laughs> My blood ran cold for a second. Absolutely shocking. Mm-hmm. It was like watching somebody get hit by a car. It was that level of just, oh my god. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know. interesting stuff. I mean, but yeah, no, they they look great for their ages. The California. I mean, they, they, well, the, the, that's the advantage of being wrinkly and prunish. For, at the beginning of your career, exactly. Like the whole time you. It's like ZZ Top. Like they had those long beards, so now they don't really look old with the same long beards. Kind of like how um, I think was it wasn't it like Red Fox was like in his thirties when he was filming Sanford and Son. It was like he wasn't actually that old. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, something like that. I, mean, I guess that would make sense. Like, or, or I mean, yeah, kind of like a thing where it's like you're if you kind of play like an older person your whole career. Like, um, I think uh, also Mom's Mabley was like, she was like her whole time she was like playing like an older woman, and then just you know she kind of like grew up, grew with her act, and kind of fell right into place in a way. Yes. Yeah. Kind of. That's the way to do it because old age is coming for all of us. So yeah, that's why my character. Uh, grandfather isaiah yeah i'm really yeah, excited yeah. to kind of get him off the ground exactly because then because then you can build a that. fan base and then when i'm 89 mm-hmm. you know you can take it on the road take it to las vegas yeah yeah take that take the act in my bad bad knees on the road mm-hmm. grandfather isaiah yeah so that was ThriftCon, uh a, a mildly cartoon related experience uh-huh. um if you're not in the thrifting world you probably won't get much out of it because <laughs> i didn't really get much out of it 
Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a thing, you know? Yeah. Just a dusty Garfield's kind of lying around. Yeah. Was it, was it a ripped up uh, Dilbert shirt? Ripped up Dilbert shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go ahead and get that uh, on the record here. Was it a, uh, I'm going to overpay for a ripped up Dilbert t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's exa- and that's exactly the experience you'll have. Um, yeah. You will end up. You'll you will leave w- with uh, the shreds, shredded remains of a Dilbert T-shirt. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, gift bag on the way out. Like, cause it's ten dollars to get in, and then as you leave, I mean, people are handing you stuff, and then it's kind of like, "Go ready to go." <laughs> let me get, get you. Let me get y'all's uh, ripped up Dilbert T-shirt here real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. Do y'all have fun? Yeah. So I mean, we it's it's cool. I mean, if like it was, we we came pretty late in the day, so we kind of really only have like a you know like a like a centimeter worth of Dilbert T-shirt, but. It was still pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, because it was just, I mean, only like Threads and Shreds had remained. It was the only Dilbert shirt. Yeah, Threads and Shreds was also the name of one of the vendors, by the way, probably. Yeah, Threads and threads and Shreds. Threads, Shreds, and ripped up Dilbert t-shirts. That's good. Um, <laughs> All right, well, any uh, anything else you want to say about that? Uh, not that particularly. I mean, do you want to recap anything you've seen in the past week? or? Uh, I already discussed the Muppets thing. <laughs> um, I haven't been watching much of anything recently. Um, yeah, except for my morbid curiosity of the Muppets. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, I'm kind of, oh yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of had this like train wreck where I like attitude to stuff like this of just like stuff that is still going on for some reason. Oh yeah. Where it's like, I mean, we talked about this in the show before, you know, I'm a big advocate of things ending purposefully instead of just going on long after the creator's death. Mm-hmm. It's just sad to me. <laughs> so I was watching the when S, uh, Jason Siegel hosted SNL oh, yeah. with the Muppets, and it was just making my face hot with embarrassment. Oh shit! Hey, yeah, I, I can't. I, was there Muppets? There was there was Muppets on the show, or yeah, it's like Jason Siegel. It's like when he oh, just he did that pr- Muppets movie, yeah, you know. Okay. So then they were up there together, and they did this whole bit that was not particularly funny. Oh boy, God love them. You know, I love I love I I love the puppets. I love the Muppets. I you know I just wish there was like more coming out of the puppet world instead of like just rehashing yeah the muppets yeah, just like just put just somebody needs to come out there with like just like a sock or something yeah some like somebody like, so, there's got to be somebody out there that's like the just next generation of superstar puppets great puppet stuff yeah just iconic puppets and yeah somebody needs yeah what's the, what's the, what's what's out there who's out yeah. there if you're i hope you're listening i'd encourage you to you know what we the world needs more Fresh puppet just comedy and energy, you know, and a yeah. marker and uh, make a make a guy. Well, I, I think that part they have that part covered. I'm just saying, get you know, <laughs> push push you out there. There there is plenty of space for you because the Muppets are trying again and again of these short lived little shows. Mm-hmm. So if you have working. any new puppet puppet ideas, puppet superstar ideas, just yeah. email us at like uh, absolute absolute best puppets at coolwinners dot gmail. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I guess we got to get that email up up and running. We've been talking about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, have you watched anything uh, of note recently? Um, and should we weigh in on the cancellation of Pepe Le Pew? Should we go on record about this? Uh, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I, I still kind of want to look some more stuff up about it to see how, again, genuine that is, or how, uh, how based in, uh, just internet lingo that is. You know, kind of see where that actually yeah. lies. I mean, from my understanding, it's like it's it's actually not a bit like all these quote-unquote cancellations because canceling isn't real mm-hmm. but of like these cancellations of cartoon characters the characters that keep happening with the dr seuss thing yeah um, that, that's not real like that's yes yeah, and also they're not getting canceled that the companies themselves are like 
uh, we're not going to continue this character. Yeah. And, like, like Pepe Le Pew's been around since the 40s, so it's kind of, like, long overdue to get him out of here. It's, it's like, a very underwhelming character. Yeah, no, but I mean, it's one joke. It's one, The one joke is him trying to rape a cat. Yeah. I uh, Can we not all agree that, yeah, let's get rid of that one? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. That's that's this is the whole thing. He's just, uh, yeah, he, he's, he's just... He's just He's just doing the same thing. Yeah, he's not taking no for an answer. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All these decades. So, yeah. but th- but but then my point is like, then it's like it's actually not a big deal. The company themselves, okay, yeah, okay, we're not gonna put him in Space Jam too. That's yeah. a pretty easy call. And then people are just like, you can't, you can't cancel Pepe Le Pew. What's what, next? <laughs> they gotta cancel Bugs Bunny. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like, so it's like, and people think it's the government doing it or something. I don't know. It's like it's just yeah. it's just like a perfect storm of miscommunication. Over something that is absolutely not a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn, I yeah, I definitely lost track because I'm mean, I've already kind of like yeah, no, it's like we, I can I can drop Pepe Le Pew at any. We, I don't. I could easily yeah, forget him. Yeah, it's like when was the last time anybody watched a Pepe Le Pew cartoon anyway? <laughs> and no one like is like seeking that out or like you know it's another one where it's like who's who's walking around with like the. <laughs> Other than the than people at ThriftCon who's walking around with like a Pepe Le Pew like <laughs> yeah, yeah. coffee mug or something like that. I yeah, mean, I think that's no that's nobody's that's nobody's favorite. Nobody's character. favorite. Yeah, he's just one of many. You know, Looney Tunes were taken off. They had a lot of ideas. Yeah, just some just, good, some not. Leave him, leave him behind. It's fine. Yeah, or you know, I mean, or watch one just to kind of know like who he is. I mean, I don't know what do, do we need him. And no, uh, well, also, really. the, also the idea is kind of like, well, they're dropping him. It's like, I mean, dropping him from what? Like, they're not making anything good with these characters any, yeah. anymore. It's like the '40s cartoons are still there. Yeah, exactly. They're all still. Ex- I mean, like n- nothing's been good made with this stuff really anyway in the past hundred years. Right. So really, the situation. So what are just what's like, what's the problem? You're implying that, or I mean, like, that people are implying that they they have plans to like open up YouTube and show their like kid an yeah. old Pepe Le Pew cartoon. And he's just like, just like, hey, like. Check check out yeah, like, this guy. This, this culture is... must be preserved. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, God, like it's still gonna be there, but like, I don't know. It, it's so immediately annoying and confusing from every angle. Then once I saw this was happening, I was just like, oh my God. Then I saw people on Facebook posting about how this is an overreach of you know whatever. Like I was saying earlier, like I don't like even as a kid, I don't think any kid like sees Pepe Le Pew and thinks like that. That's how you like court someone or whatever he's yeah. trying to do i mean he's just like i mean that's the like, gag yeah that like he's obtuse and doesn't realize he's, he's just like how just, unwanted he is just but. sprinting towards someone and starting like like cradling them and moaning and directly into their ear like that's yeah. no like that's that's completely psychotic like yeah yeah <sighs> but that i mean those cartoons was maybe uncomfortable watching him as a kid just because i mean i didn't really understand yeah like the weight of what that was but just like the cat's clamoring to get away from him. Yeah. It's just like kind of awful to watch. Like this cat that's just like running and then like doing no one's the on... pant, the pant thing. It's just like, yeah. it's like, tr- it's like a nightmare kind of like, exactly, you kind of like imagine yeah. being that cat where this, like something's just chasing you and not letting up. And you clearly are making it clear. You don't want it. And in it's no still way, coming for you. in no way is Pepe Le Pew re- relatable. Or, no. Like, yeah. Or should anybody help him? And, and that's, it, that's no, the yeah. gag. I mean, yeah, it, sure. But just, everybody thinks he smells bad. I mean, yeah, and that's, it's just not a very fun cartoon to watch no. is really what it boils down to yeah so that's all right so he's not gonna spectate a yeah he's not gonna be in the background space of three jam shots too. of space jam 2 what a loss jeez what a loss um but yeah in the, in the past week I, I recently watched the new tom and jerry um oh the movie yeah yeah 
I, yeah, I um, I feel directly in the mi- middle about that. Um, yeah, so because I've only so, seen the ads and it's like, we'll go ahead. I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I feel like, uh, so this time around, uh, I don't think Jerry. They don't. First of all, Jerry's just not likable really at all, um, in this movie. Really? Yeah. No, it's, it's he's just like he is only there. Like you, they kind of give him some like backstory, like oh well, he just he just needs a place to live. But no, he he wants like an extravagant pad, and like he he's just uh just kind of you know he's he's causing a nuisance, and he knows he's doing it, and he is actually yeah. being like a like a complete uh just uh despicable asshole. I mean, so okay, so what's the <laughs> setup here? Because it's like uh, you have like the what Stanley Tucci or somebody's in it, and then like <laughs> yeah, you know that I don't remember her name. She's kind of the lead young Chloe. Uh, is that yeah yeah Chloe Chloe something. Something like I'll just, we'll say Chloe. It's probably, maybe not even Chloe, but now we know who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like yeah, like these they're they're like in New York. Of course they're in New York. Yeah, every movie is in New York, which mm-hmm. is you know whatever. But oh, yeah, try to try to guess the plot of this one. Okay, so goes. yeah, that's well, that's what I want to ask because I don't understand what the plot could possibly yeah. be. It's like how does this girl in New York with Stanley Tucci how do they get involved <laughs> with two, a cartoon cat and mouse that are chasing each other around with hammers? Like what? Wh- how on <laughs> earth do you mix those two together? Yeah, well, it's uh, so what the way I was kind of seeing it was like I definitely maybe have the way I like in one uh perspective of me watching the movie, I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of just a pretty long drawn out like this is like taking one if you're like maybe doing a uh, collage of a bunch of different Tom and Jerry episodes and like making it into a movie. I you know, I I can see it that see that and he's uh So it's basically that with like this plot kind of stringing it all together. Yeah. And I, I guess like the main plot is more of this. It kind of reminds me of like a Dunstan checks in type thing where it's just like, okay, that's kind of what I thought. It's like a girl on her own in the city. And then she yeah. kind of gets like, yeah. Does she get paired up with Tom? Yeah. Yeah. So Tom is kind of becomes her cat basically. Uh, her employee, her employee. What? Yeah. <laughs> she hires Tom. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's kind of what happened in the cartoons. I mean, he Tom gets employed to uh, get rid of the mouse problem or whatever, and he's just not really. Yeah, no. Sometimes he's just like, uh, now you're gonna you're, you're gonna find this mouse, or else you're not getting dinner. Like oh yeah, okay, yeah. Or I mean, sometimes he's literally. I guess the word "employ" is kind of no. I mean, that, I think there. that's happened at least at least once. Which, like I said, and it's like a collage of different events that yeah. have happened in in history. But uh, yeah, in history there. <laughs> There's uh, but no, there's like some things that were kind of making me like uh, actually like physically like change my face, like kind of as like, oh, is this, is this right? Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Like what? I, it was just uh, just like the weird like there was like a a part where Tom was playing piano and singing auto tune or mm. something, which was like, oh, uh, did they mean to do what? that? <laughs> so he was I, singing? Yeah. Does uh, he does he speak in these? No, he doesn't speak, but it's like one of those things where oh, he just suddenly can sing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well well here's my question. Is, is the amazing Tom scream in this yeah, movie? Yeah, no, it's they do that pretty well. I okay, think. okay. Cuz that is like probably the funniest part yeah. of those things is he gets smacked and he has a very human adult man <laughs> scream. Yeah. And you know, you yeah, a lot of falling, a lot of you know, a lot, a lot you know, of stuff. Is the, is the animation good? I guess got to be the best part of the movie, obviously. Yeah, every like, every single animal in that it t- is in the movie is an animated animal. 
like every okay. every bird. Well, that's which, good. Yeah, which is kind of like, you know, I it's I, I I like I said I went back and forth on how I felt about every every kind of aspect of it. Like yeah yeah like every yeah it doesn't say like every character goes back and forth on being likable and completely dislikable. It's like you don't really there's not really like a whole uh, rooting kind of situation. It's just yeah. like okay like this is completely this is this is madness. I mean there's just animals fighting and chasing and hitting each other with items, which, you know, and then it, it did kind of remind me of like why itchy and scratchy exists is just because like, yeah, sort of it is so just, unbelievably just like just violent. Yeah. Animals like that are naturally inclined to chase and run away from each other. Just, just using <laughs> weapons of war. Yeah. yeah. And household items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And the, uh, and I also did see uh, Paprika, but I, I don't want to. I mean, we're, we're kind of. I, I mean, there's not much I can really add to that. Um, yeah, know, I, I need like to see kinda, that too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We can talk about that another time. Yeah, we can for our uh, our uh, Japanese animation. Yeah. Episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because we're both uh, not as initiated in that as uh, a lot of people are. Yeah. Okay. Well. Uh, so. We do have a guest today, um, our uh, good friend and frequent collaborator, Eddie Ederson, mm -hmm. iconic, iconic Athens artist, uh, is going to be joining us for the conversation today. And uh, literally, literally wearing his shirt that he made. Yeah, Simpsons, I'm wearing an Eddie shirt. Yeah, that was very uh, appropriate. Yeah, that was for, a conscious uh, decision, knowing okay. uh, he was going to be on. So I was like, well, you know, what better time to support the boy? Exactly, yeah. So he's going to be joining us here. So we're going to get him on a call here. So, uh, yeah. Right, let's, be sure uh, to enjoy Go to our conversation with Eddie Ederson. I don't know. I heard. All right. So we are now uh, welcoming our friend Eddie Ederson onto the podcast. Eddie, how you doing, man? Well, yeah. Hello. I'm doing pretty good. Welcome to our uh, Lance, Lance's Lessons. That's the name of the show. It's the name of the podcast is called... Uh, Lance's, 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 Lance's Lessons. Yeah. None of us are Lance, and there's really no lessons, but... There's no lessons That's to pod, learned. baby. Learns. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, uh, what, what are you up to today? <laughs> what am I up to? Yeah. Well, how's it going? It's going pretty good. I, uh, went I see the Wienerville the... poster behind you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a Wienerville poster behind me. Nice. So is that, is that... I'm also wearing the hat. I went all out for this. Wow. Talk. So oh, you, okay. you, you were preparing for today's conversation. Yeah, that's what we I was haven't doing. really um, we haven't really spilled the beans on what the topic today is yet. Uh, we had a little preamble conversation. We talked about uh, a bunch of various bullshit. Yeah, still very uh, yeah. Okay, we haven't ex specifically said anything. It's yeah. just been fairly ambiguous. Um, yeah, but basically, Eddie uh, Eddie is our friend, frequent collaborator on many many projects. Uh, and Eddie, uh, I don't really yeah. know how to. Explain I, it, but it's like you, you so you went to uh, Universal Studios well, Orlando or what is it? Well, see, okay, so this is the thing. Uh, I think, um, you know, there's plenty of options that we, we want. Originally, we wanted Eddie as some kind of correspondent because, like, right. you know, Eddie always kind of comes to us, like, dropping, like, you know, uh, facts about cartoons. You're the most just, knowledgeable cartoon person I've ever yeah, met. Yeah. And, um, and we're like, all right, well, how do we propose? How do we, how do we do the Eddie conversation? And then uh, we're like, um, uh, we were th throwing around throwing around things like Rugrats, and then I was yeah. also kind of saying like I want to kind of talk about my uh, my 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 Disney trip, and then you kind of brought up the uh, 
Nickelodeon Studios, and I think that's probably all it's own. That's also a good place to start because I think it's uh, we can view that as Eddie's genesis. Because, exactly. Uh, yeah. If you know Eddie, Eddie is a bit of a legendary Athens figure, <laughs> uh, puppeteer, cartoonist, animator, uh, has been in many absolutely insane bands. Probably one of the best live band experiences I've ever been to in my life was Burster's um hopefully the so, best and worst at the same time on yeah a little <laughs> bit of both yeah but so you you ha- you are this very unique figure that is very inspired by the cartoon world the animated world and you also just have uh, an insane amount of uh armchair knowledge i guess or you know you're a casual armchair expert on a ton of cartoons so yeah we wanted to get you on the pod so i view that you as you will be a frequent guest in my my yeah, mind honestly. you seem like you have a lot to talk about assuming today goes well this yeah. is a trial run, okay? If you drop the ball, I don't know if I can keep that promise. But I Uh-oh. feel optimistic and I feel positive so this I mean, is going to go let's, well. Let's try it out. Like, give us uh, 10 pieces of information right now about uh, the animated arts and or cartoons. Yeah, give uh, us a extensions. fun Rugrats fact off the bat. Uh, Peter Chung, who was the creator of Aeon Flux, a very like kind of trippy, disturbing um, like 90s MTV liquid television artist actually was the original character designer and pilot director for for rugrats makes a lot of sense a lot of very like intricate uh detailed animation and yeah and also skin fleshy yeah kind of kind of was one of those first like ugly cute cartoons you know yeah yeah he had like a real like egon shile art style and you can see a lot of that in like grandpa in the rugrats and especially yeah. the the pilot like the great white thing with the toilet oh, if you haven't seen it yeah. you should watch it yeah but, uh, it's a totally different animation style than than what it then became <laughs> which was like a it little, got the, it got a little cleaner stiff and bulky. Yeah. yeah yeah and it just became all grown up and that you know yeah well which is in my opinion uh the crescendo and masterpiece <laughs> of the rugrats franchise is rugrats all grown up yeah uh but that's another hustle actually we should do an all grown-up episode course, for yeah. sure that okay. would be hilarious AKA tommy is a filmmaker yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, well, his I... character design is actually based on mark Mothersbaugh, who we all know <laughs> really the music yeah okay that's, okay that's two that. good rugrats facts I, I, I didn't know we we're gonna get that many that fast i mean okay okay we can probably run around uh rugrats for a little bit and then we could probably bleed into i would like to do a full-on rugrats episode i think we should bring eddie back okay for his first proper cartoon discussion right uh, i think this is just kind of an eddie introduction okay you know for the pod like it's a, like uh, hey eddie's gonna be on here a lot let's get a little eddie overview more like an, an amorphous uh, or a uh, cloud of eddie kind eddie's of eddie's genesis i think is exactly. what we should call it <laughs> rugrats That's would be a good episode i feel it like it's yeah underrated and exactly how bizarre that show really was <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, need, I need to watch a little more to get a little more mm-hmm. prepped up for it um but so eddie let, let's let's talk about your history let's talk about what led you here deep dive in your past to that fateful trip what yeah about? we can we oh, can yeah. talk about uh one of the most incredible uh theme park trips i had as a little kid that probably blew my brain open into what it is now yeah um from a i'm originally from south florida so from a really young age like probably before i can remember yearly i'd go with either a few family members or just me and my mom to orlando to a random theme park earlier in life it was disney world and like the various magic kingdom theme parks Mm -hmm. but then once i was like probably like six seven eight somewhere around there was 94 95 um, I was born in 87, so 
so seven or eight years old um we we took a trip to to universal studios which has a totally different vibe than than the disney parks yeah and as incredible as the rides and stuff were there was like they were really doing that whole have your have your seat shake and then like superimpose a screen to make you feel like you're somewhere but it's really just a screen like yeah with twister and in universal no that twister ride is pretty great though it doesn't exist anymore but Oh sheesh! Yeah, it's got Bill Paxton. He, he and he he. This, do you remember this? Like in the waiting room, you like walk through, and there's just like it's like decorated to look like a house that got wrecked by a tornado, and just there's TV screens up on the wall, and just Bill Paxton with his shirt buttoned down to his gut. It just steps. Up, hey, I'm Bill Paxton. Tornado <laughs> not to be trifled with, like that kind of crap. Very boring, very dry, oh, very funny. But for sure, yeah, not to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh well, on that note, I feel like we really got to give it up for the production designers that worked on everything that you saw in the line leading up to yes, the ride. Yeah, that's always that, kind of the best part in a way. That in itself is a major what, part of any. What's yeah. the universal version of a, an Imagineer? Is that like a a, a, a hard thinking creative guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> word for it. Yeah. Creative. I don't know if they have a whimsical word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say so it was a thing where you had been to Disney plenty of times, but then the Nickelodeon trip or this, this universal, this general trip was what really like shook you to the core. Yeah. So with most, I feel like most kids who were born in the eighties or nineties, I grew up with like just engulfed by Disney stuff. Yeah. I feel like I started coming into my own and ever I probably hit like, you know, five or six years old. I'm picking what I'm watching on my like little TV. I have in my room and Nickelodeon is what it was all about. It's like those original Mm -hmm. Nicktoons, like, Ren and Stimpy, Doug, All Real Monsters came a little oh, bit yeah. later. Rugrats, of course. Yeah. And then I I kind of oozed into that from the early Disney age. And then live action uh, Nickelodeon was happening, like Wienerville and Double Dare. And what would you do? All that stuff. And I, I like flocked towards that because of how handmade everything was. And I was like, it looked like something that I could make out of random stuff in my room. <laughs> yeah. And went with my mom to Universal Studios at some point after I'd become a super fan of all this early Nickelodeon stuff. And most of the live action or mixed multimedia stuff from Nickelodeon they were doing in Orlando. Like all the animation has pretty much been LA since the beginning, but all the all the live stuff, Orlando, like Wienerville, all the game shows, the guts, all that crazy stuff, Orlando. And they built the studios there specifically with having tours in mind of people who came to Universal Studios so they could see exactly how everything was done in Nickelodeon Studios. Like, as you walked into Universal Studios, one of the first things you see is, like, over to the left around a corner is just, like, the giant Nickelodeon Studios just front architecture. What you see from the end credits, yeah. Yeah, it's just like a big like patchwork like checkerboard and noodles coming off of this building <laughs> and then a giant Nickelodeon splat. And inside that building and all the buildings surrounding it are like these sound stages where every show's studio, one of the walls is made of glass and a tour goes through and you see mm. past basically every show that's being filmed. They weren't all being filmed at the same time, so sometimes you just see a set. And then on top of that, like literally on top of it was the tubes which was like a walkway that went above most of the like game show studios. 
So Wait, you're, what? from like every angle, you're seeing a show being filmed. Yeah. Well, wait, so there was, there was a walkway above the sound stages. Yeah, what were yeah they were like they were like tubes that it, it wasn't like a round tube, but I'm pretty sure they called them the tubes because it was kind of just like built into the wall nice name. above so everything. More like ventilation for people to walk through. And was it so? They were, was it like a catwalk situation or? Yeah, it was a catwalk, but it was enclosed, and there were like offices okay. and stuff up there, and there were people telling you like you'd have a stop at a certain area in these tubes. And they'd tell you like fun facts about the show or they'd point down to stuff. And I remember in in one of the stops we did in this and this we'll we'll just refer to it as the tubes from now on. In this tube, I saw the Clarissa explains it all set. Oh it was, yeah. It was like all the set pieces are kind of like broken off into like a little pizza shape. But you could see the back side of her bedroom from one of the angles up in the tube and Sam, her best friend, who would always like slam his ladder up against her window, and that was like his the announcement that he was about to be in the show, and he'd fall yeah. in the window. I saw it from the back side, and like I felt my brain just like completely yeah. So was it turn into could, mush? You, you got a view that like nobody really should have, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Was, was like, it just like all what set? is happening right now? Yeah, stuff. Or was it just like? You saw like wood and scaffolding and stuff like that. Is that what it was? Or oh, there were props and wood and scaffolding all over the place. But like, wow. I just honed in on seeing that ladder from like his perspective, and it's like this completely alternate universe within the universe that we actually live in. And yeah, it kind of broke me a little bit. Yeah, I can see that. Like, that's uh, like it's something like because that's like such a like important piece of the show is just like. You know, you're, you're you're in, you know, you're watching Clarissa, you know, explaining stuff. And then like, and then you hear Sam pulls up and he's got the little guitar intro that always happens anytime he yeah, goes up. And, yeah. <laughs> so familiar with that. And then you turn, you turn that around and it's just all like wires and whatever the hell. Yeah. And yeah. So cool kid coming in and it's just, he's actually coming in from. And no one really cardboard. tells you yeah. like. People tell you that, like, you know, when you're watching TV, like, oh, this is their actors, they, they're pretending. Yeah, but but then, you also kind of buy the world. You exactly. Believe it. But when you see it and you're just kind of like dropped in on it, that's like, that's, yeah, it's got to be like earth, earth shattering. Yeah. Also saw an episode of, uh, of Gullah Gullah Island oh. being filmed from up on top <laughs> of these tubes and, uh, Binya Binya Pollywog was, was he there? there hopping around. Yeah. <laughs> wait. So you, you were passing through in the tube while it was happening or you yeah. were? In the audio, okay. oh, so you I could, wasn't like in. I don't know if they had a live studio audience for that show, but uh, mm. but yeah, I was on a tour group and we like stopped and watched everything that was that was happening and this person hopping around in a yellow polywog suit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, over and over again to get the Binya shot. Binya. Getting to see that, yeah, at that age of oh, like, man. yeah, there's a guy, there's a guy, there's Binya Binya, there's a guy I, in there. I gotta, I gotta see. Yeah, I, I want to see Binya Binya in person. That's uh, I would love to. Yeah, didn't the Binya Binya guy? get killed or something like, there was something i think so yeah um, that i'm not the, sure the original of, actor i think yeah, yeah had like a pretty brutal death or something like that yeah i think so. i think that happened yeah i think like the oh i'm not gonna say it yeah. <laughs> the tube well, the, yeah the tube <laughs> <laughs> well to I, to add to this whole like tour vibe experience just to just think about your tour guide is like full 90s like wearing a giant t-shirt yeah. and brightly colored short shorts and like socks halfway up their shins. Yeah. And they all seem like they're on amphetamines. <laughs> like you get passed off to like another 
guide every little bit of the way and they're just like completely overwhelming and like trying to bring your attention to them or what they're talking about but there's so much that you can look at yeah like as a little kid i was just like looking at every show that was being filmed and like all these artifacts that were just strewn about and seemed to be unappreciated in general because i think most of the kids in this tour were waiting for the uh it was called the game lab i think Hmm. which was like you basically get to go and do a mini version of double dare like they bring the whole tour group into like a mock miniature set of double dare or like guts or whatever like an accessible version just like a, yeah just get people in and out of it or yeah mm-hmm. exactly yeah. it was like a, a conveyor belt of people doing double <laughs> well there. that's pretty uh, rad i'm not gonna lie and they'd be like who wants to be a contestant like all the kids whatever kids screams the loudest or whatever they have jump up there but i was a pretty introverted kid so i just wanted to watch mm-hmm. so i didn't get slimed or anything or mm, do any of the games that was gonna I, be the big question if you yeah. got slimed I never got slimed. We can we can get that out of the way. Oh, but I did eat some slime because another okay. part of this tour is the Gak and Slime Kitchen. They bring you through kitchen. and they show you how Gak and Slime are made, and it's all Gak. like food based, non toxic. Yeah. Or it was at the time. Who knows anymore? I don't even think they make Gak. Yeah, but, I can't uh, imagine something. There's... So you just went in and it's like, you want to eat Gak, little kid? <laughs> yeah, you exactly. Have some Gak? There's a some kitchen. Gak here. You want some? A you're kitchen on lunch of break. Maniacs. We're, just, we're just eating some gack. You, you want some? <laughs> no, we got, we got a Tupperware jar full of, uh, of gack. Yeah, I was eating some gack and some sliced apples. <laughs> they let all the kids eat a little, good for a little spoonful of the gack because it's made oh, out of just like blended good? up vegetables and gelatin. No, it tasted oh. like a really boring, like soup, jello smoothies. Yeah, like a soup, yeah. like a thick, thick. I guess with a name much. like gack, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, Gak yeah, is a good bit really thicker than the, nasty the slime. Yeah. Is is slime at least like does it have any kind of fruit flavor or like lime or isn't that like a common misconception? I feel like that's one of those things. You would think that that slime is, is lime flavored, but it's actually yeah. like it actually it actually tastes like chicken broth. It, yeah, it's got a much more boring taste than you'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, if they gotta mass produce it remember. then dump it all over people in the floor, I don't think they're that concerned about how yeah, good I mean, every little drop tastes. But I mean in the kitchen is probably like gotta be some like an amplified I mean, version of yeah. it. Yeah. Because they probably watered down that slime when they're drenching it in people. Slime. Also they like, honestly taste more like mayonnaise than any kind of oh yeah like fruit or do you anything, think it would be good on like a BLT, you know, spread a little bit on one piece of bread? It would probably yeah. be pretty awesome on a sandwich. By itself yeah. it's it's whatever, but it could be a pretty good condiment. It's kind of yeah. like a, uh, seems like a like a thing where you just kind of get get some uh, some vintage slime just just for your sandwiches. Yeah, they, I'm surprised they didn't sell that at the thrift con today. Yeah, like, <laughs> like the the uh, what, what was it the up all night bistro or whatever that was in there. <laughs> that's going there. The, it's like go get a cup of coffee and a, a little like Dixie cup full of gack. I feel like that's like a step above like putting gold flakes on your food is just like putting actual. 90s Nickelodeon slime. Yeah. Toast. Just There's like, someone yeah. out there doing it. <laughs> just completely moldy and. <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah, it's dangerous for me to eat, but wow, I love the, I love the 90s. So, uh, what year do you think this was? You were there, 94, 95? This was either 94 or 95 because it was, it was after Wienerville had gone off the air, but Gullah yeah. Island was on the air. And I don't think, I know Wienerville stopped in 93. I believe, and Gullah Gullah Island started yeah. in like 94, 95, and they were actively filming while I was there, so. Yeah. It was one of those two years. 
So, so maybe, okay. So talk, I guess about uh, Wienerville in general, like, because uh, yeah, because I don't really know be... anything about Wienerville because it's a little before my time. I, I have like oh. this, I have memories of uh, Wienerville. Um, I, I think uh, I remember I have like this one specific memory of me like telling like just like a a bad like child type joke about Wienerville, just kind of just like you know like yeah something uh, this, what I, okay I think this is the the phrasing was. Hey, hey guys! What's the wiener from Wienerville or something? And I was like, "This wiener," and I was just like, <laughs> I, like "I was good. like five, and I was just like, that is not. There's no. There's nothing good about that joke of the phrasing. There's there's no actual, yeah. you know. There's no payoff. There's no payoff. Yeah, Who's the wiener I, I, I from Wienerville? This wiener. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. <laughs> you got in like, trouble because it was it wasn't funny. Yeah, exactly. Not because I was just like it was inappropriate. Being obscene yeah. as a child. Yeah, so that was like my. That's my. That's my big memory of of wienerville yeah that was your big memory eddie's big memory was touring this magical willy wonka type like oh. studio and you're getting in trouble for making a bad wienerville joke oh boy <laughs> I, yeah well, um uh, yeah that's i guess ever everyone doesn't really remember wienerville but um i think it is like one of the best golden nuggets of nickelodeon history at least it was for me um this guy mark wiener who was a comedian like back from the 70s and 80s and he worked on a saturday night live doing weird like puppet stuff and i think he he wrote some things earlier on mm-hmm. but um eventually after all these kind of hit or miss little uh little things that he did he got he got a deal for a show with nickelodeon it was called wienerville his name's mark wiener and um was a show with just like the most demented puppets you can imagine and they were they were all like very abusive to to mark wiener the host he was like yeah he was like an incompetent host that was just tormented by all these characters but also he played all the characters so like it was a it was a live show and he was on this crazy set made of like plywood cardboard and trash basically <laughs> and he would talk to these pre-recorded videos of his head like sticking through a curtain on top of a little miniature body that would yeah have. that's that's what i really remember yeah that's really cool like the little feet he'd, sticking out of his neck he'd just be talking trash to himself for a whole show and then one big part of the show was kids would come and get wienerized which was Mercy. the stage is like brought out on a forklift and you go into it and all these sirens go off and you you pop out like after the commercial break and you are one of these puppets like your head's through a curtain and you've got to move these little arms around to like play a game and win and usually it was like kids against their parents or they'd pit like brother and sister against each other and whoever whoever won got got a, a golden hot dog trophy and the oh, other person would get slimed yeah, and uh slimed. yeah the show was just incredible it was, it was super diy it looked handmade and i remember on that tour i saw the leftovers of the wienerville stage because it ended like a year and a half oh, wow. before that it was a part of the walkthrough they were like oh and this is just all the old shit like they it it didn't matter really yeah the rest of and that's like the rest of the touring group but like yeah. seeing that wienerville set actually brought tears to my eyes as a wow, kid. wow. yeah and it was one of those moments where i was like i like this is not a world that is untouchable like 
Yeah. Maybe I could do something like this. Totally. Yeah. So that was, I guess, was that like your main kind of takeaway from that whole experience? Like seeing that like people are doing this. It's not, yeah, like a magical thing. It's like, I've been there. I've seen it. It was, it was super inspiring to see all that up close and just like they, they reveal the magic of TV and like what it takes to make a multimedia show. And yeah. So how, how, how soon after that you think you, you kind of started making your own stuff? Do you think it was like, or kind of like a, a thing where you like look back at it and like, and kind of was like, you know what, let's uh follow back on that. Uh, or like follow up on that kind of uh, feeling I had when I first saw that set. I mean, did you. I, I've been drawing since I can remember, but after that trip, it, it definitely made me start working more with, with three-dimensional creativity, especially just like using a glue gun to put things together. Because seriously, yeah. Wienerville was put together with like hot glue and duct tape. And yeah. like, wow, this is a show put together with hot glue and duct tape. Mm-hmm. I can do this. And I'd, I'd make like lots of little dioramas and stuff. And um, I tried a couple of, of the, there's like this reverse sock puppet that Mark Wiener does. Yeah, it's a style that he does. Where uh, There's one character named Sako. And so basically, if I was to put my hand like this, the, <laughs> the head would be here. And my pinky and thumb would be arms. Mm, okay. And then, like the rest of the fingers are the legs. And he would have a piece of fishing line attached to the mouth. Oh. And he would just pull it from the other hand. <laughs> huh. And he would just have these puppets come up and just kick, like, kick the living shit out of him while insulting him. <laughs> so I made a couple, like, dinky versions of those as a kid after seeing wow. all this and after watching the few episodes of that show that there are. Did you just kind of pick that up just by looking at it? Or did you, like, do, like research re- or yeah. read about it? No, I didn't do any any research. I don't think there was really much info yeah, like, you where can would find you, on how you, mark you, wiener did yeah. stuff but you can like plainly see how yeah he makes Palatine, all of yeah. his puppets and that was one of my favorite things about it is it wasn't like a muppet where it's like wow that like is looks like it took like a, a crew of people to make that over yeah. time this is like seriously some guy just gluing crap together and seeing what <laughs> works yeah did yeah. You, so did you ever like shoot little videos and stuff did you ever like kind of try to recreate that sort of thing on your own i didn't really have access to a video camera at that age i didn't really get access to a video camera until like my early teens so i don't have like footage of stuff back then i do have a lot of memories and a few like still material objects of stuff i made back then my uh my family had a video camera and they'd film like random stuff but i don't have any like yeah is there anything little like shows that. you made or anything yeah It'd be like oh we filmed us going to some state park or something yeah it, were you i mean did you ever so did you kind of continue this sort of stuff when you were like a teenager and everything or like yeah i just i just kept making stuff and in the earlier days of of like macromedia flash yeah i was i was messing with that and I was like skateboarding and stuff. And then whenever I started playing music live, I I would always feel kind of weird if it was just like me as myself up there. Something felt yeah. odd about it. So I'd always have some kind of weird 
costume to wear anytime I was uh, right. playing yeah, live so, music. Yeah. I guess, like, yeah, so, like, in that way, that kind of did lead up to you doing Bursters. Yeah, because you have this, yeah, you do, in every live thing I've seen you do, you do have this, like, puppeteer-like mentality of how you execute this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so, because I, I hadn't seen anything you'd done, you done that you did before before that. Um, were there other, like, bands that, uh, that you did that with? Or I was in another band for, like, it was like almost eight years or something called the fuzzlers mm-hmm. which is there weren't really puppets there were a ton of costumes though and it was just like loose story is like animals that were like worked on by some mad scientist pretty cliche story but like came out <laughs> of a dumpster or whatever it was just like combining the ninja turtles mythos with like yeah. all of that and it's in a, a very sarcastic way what kind of music was it <laughs> It started off as pretty much like a, a pop punk band, and then it turned into like pure noise chaos. By yeah, the yeah. That's so we could focus that's kind more of what on something just... like that has to be. Yeah, it's yeah. Like chaotic, insane sounds. I do, I, I do like pop punk origins though. Is pretty funny. <laughs> like a pop punk band with that sort of lore to it. It's, yeah, just it's like, pretty appealing. I mean, yeah, no, that's 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 still cool. Like regardless of that, they have this like kind of just. Like that's what you're witnessing happening happening on stage is like these like I guess what mutated creatures just kind of like they decided to pick up some instruments or something. Like, yeah, yeah. They've got they've <laughs> we, got this uh, whole thing that's happened to them, but they 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 want to play music. <laughs> so it was very like pop punk structured, but we weren't like singing love songs or anything. It was <laughs> like every song was about something that was going to like come on the stage. So like oh, no. we had all these songs about different characters and. The band was a three piece at first. It was me and the drummer, and we had so much just like auxiliary crap that we wanted to happen. We we had like a, a hype guy come in and he did all the costume stuff. And every show we would have at least one trash bag full of stuffed animals. Okay. And we would throw it out during this particular song called Fuzzball <laughs> and just have everyone throw stuffed animals at each other and at us. That rules. And then every time after that song, we to like clean up the stuffed animals, we had this monster called Hungry McGee come out. Hungry McGee. And it was just like this it started off as a cardboard box covered in in various pieces of fabric with a hole in it to stuff all the stuffed animals. <laughs> and then eventually I, I covered it in great stuff insulation foam. And that was actually the same costume that I used as the Citrus Canker. Oh, okay, the yeah. Show with yeah. Wore that. Yeah, that was yeah. me. I, I played the Citrus Canker. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, people would throw stuffed animals around, and then we'd try to get as many back as we could from the show by being like, oh, there's this monster that's hungry. you got to feed him the stuffed animals and make him go away. <laughs> that's a good idea. Wow. That's a really good idea. That's that's Yeah, because your stuffed animal budget could just skyrocket after a couple shows of doing that. I My grandparents stockpiled them because they would go to all these thrift stores in their spare time and they were both retired so they had a lot of had a whole time. lot of spare time yeah, and yeah, they'd get a... they'd get the senior discount at that's these like tutors. already like 50 cent a bag yeah thrift stores because after the first time they heard that we threw a bunch of stuffed animals around they were like we want to help out with you man <laughs> oh, i love that that's, so that's cool. their that's garage had a mountain <laughs> of stuffed animals that's so wild cool. that we could just come and take ammo from 
so they're basically part of this band too. Like yes, we yeah. we yeah. referred to them as the Elder Fuzz. Whoa, oh, man! Wow, that's great. I would have loved to go to one of these shows. Yeah, it's yeah. So uh, it's it's funny. We were a band for a really long time and did multiple tours, but we never played Atlanta. We were in Athens, really? band and we never once played Atlanta. Yeah. Wow, how is that possible? I mean, no idea. Hmm. Jeez. Well, has there ever been a uh, reunion talk? Uh, we've joked about. It. I don't think it's ever gonna actually happen again, though. Yeah, I've yeah. seen you like either like share on your story or say yeah. something where somebody's like, "Oh, rip, rip puzzlers." You yeah, know, like, a lot of people seem like to that. remember that very fondly. Yeah, I mean, people like throwing stuffed animals around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just all those. Yeah, it's just like I mean, only I've only seen Bursters and another band of yours, Shriekus. Shriekus, yes. Um, and they're just like experiences, but Bursters especially is just like it's hilarious to go to those shows and then like watch people watch the show. Yeah, yeah. Because like I mean, just to anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, you know, the band is fronted by your character puppeteer character Burstito, and you're and he's leading the show even though you're there you know, playing the music, but he's the front man. So then like in every song is he's, you know, talking to the people between the the show, there's this, this tiny little puppeteer guy on the drums. And it's just funny to see people like at a show, like holding a PBR, like got their arms crossed, just looking down (laughs) at this little puppet, listening to him talk. (laughs) And you're walking around with a microphone, like agreeing with everything he's saying. Yeah. The idea that I I saw like the Burstitos like performance before I saw Bursters, like, you know, it was just kind of like seeing him a couple of times and then actually seeing like his band like i I like the idea of just kind of like being familiar like with like just him as a person because it's his project yeah exactly it's like it's it's burstito's project like you kind of know him he goes to shows you see him yeah and there's these other two schmucks that like kind of play his music you know they're not really involved with much also uh is it is it zestina is that the yeah zestina she was a part of the band for a little while but she had some substance abuse problems and uh-huh. yeah. you know she's she's doing her thing now she often that's what happens fell asleep yeah. at the shows so oh, mercy can't have a bass player doing that yeah, but uh yeah, yeah. but yeah Bristito is a real talented uh prolific guy yeah we were blessed to have him do a solo performance at uh, the cool winter show once at uh, in 2019 yeah. came through and really stole the show yeah i mean as he does Bristito, i mean i'm only in that band because it's lungs aren't big enough to sustain the notes of the things that yeah. he wants to scream about so yeah yeah you're just, just you're, you're, what to do. exactly yeah you're sort of a pawn but yeah. uh the guy he's a genius so it's like you yeah know, exactly. to, to be able to make that music come to life is it's got to be an honor yeah but, i mean and, and that right there i mean i think that's like like that's such a uh i mean that's how i imagine like that's like a he's a very um you know like uh he's, he's was like cloth and that kind of thing. I mean, that's a very uh, how I imagine directly from uh, Wienerville kind of. Oh, Bursters is one hundred percent like it's the most Wienerville thing that that I've ever like. It's completely inspired by Wienerville. Like, yeah, taking an animatronic and reskinning it and having it insult you like that's, Yeah, that's, that's Wienerville. I turned it so, into a punk band. Is Mark Wiener? <laughs> is he still around? He yeah. is. He. He was after Wienerville. He did a lot of voice acting, like he was the voice of Swiper the Fox and the oh, Man from Dora okay. the Explorer. Weird. He does a lot of like random stuff like that, and then yeah. he, he also did, like, has charity. Kind of. Or... 
Oh, what was that? Was it like a charity thing that you said he was doing? Or? He does something called uh, the Empathy Labyrinth, which is like, it's it's basically some kind of like experimental therapy. That's the main thing he does. It's like nonviolent mm. communication with wow. this whole like giant labyrinth chart of like <laughs> thought patterns and ways to use your mind in a more that, healthy way. That's cool. That's, yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting guy. Yeah. Have you ever tried to make him aware of bursters or anything like that? I mean, it <laughs> seems like it would he'd be into that, like kind of seeing his legacy carried on in insane ways. I actually didn't know how easy he was to like just get a hold of and communicate with until fairly recently. Like he was kind of like an enigma to me because he he doesn't. I don't even think he has social media or anything. Yeah, he's like he's doing his empathy labyrinth stuff and like. He's worked with his son on a couple YouTube videos that were like hinting they were going to bring Wienerville back, but it never, it never came because I think his themes just kind of run out on that. Yeah. He's just doing his own off the grid thing, voice acting and staying out of the spotlight. But I've seen a couple YouTube videos where people interviewed him and he, he goes in, in depth with, with a lot of what he's been up to. But I, I have not told him about Bursters. I've, I bought a bunch of stuff from him recently. I was like, yo, you're a big inspiration. I do this band, but I don't, I don't know that he actually looked into it and I didn't really yeah. go in in depth or anything, but I might try. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause somebody like that, even though, I mean, he is kind of a legend. It's like that sort of art doesn't have as much of a, like, uh, like musicians, you know, kind of spawn. There's a ton of musicians, there's a ton of comedians, but like this sort of performer is a very niche kind of thing. So I don't know if he has a lot of like people that, kind of do the same thing he does inspired by him you know so he might be like oh hell yeah this is sick <laughs> yeah i'm i might have to hit him up he lives in stamford connecticut <laughs> now, like a totally yeah. random place like this yeah. early nickelodeon genius is that where yeah. the empathy, empathy labyrinth is or yeah you can get him to I'm... voice uh gravy stone yeah we gotta yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that seems right up his alley let's go to connecticut track him down yeah see, um, get him on the can... podcast yeah <laughs> I, we just got to go to connecticut anyway yeah you no, know, we've been a, wanting to a, forever it's a big uh, it's where we need to be you gotta make the track the pilgrimage yeah. yeah the pilgrimage like an interesting place yeah <laughs> well i think we're kind of uh we're doing this on via zoom i don't know how much more time we have left what for was this that, recording. That, that notification that came up it said, it sounded... it said i got more time yeah but i don't know like what the situation is yeah, i think so uh, first i'm doing the podcast over zoom so i gotta throw can... in the slime geyser real quick yeah i was gonna say yeah. if we want to have any more big things we want to touch on we're good on time i'm just okay, verbalizing cool. that so outside nickelodeon studios um universal studios orlando florida mm -hmm. there was a giant just disgusting looking machine in front of the building there's like bright green just random ramshackle tubing and like tanks put together and every 15 minutes a siren would go off and it would just spew green slime everywhere and just like shoot out of this fountain 15 minutes and yeah every 15 that's minutes there's shoot slime out that's Four a lot iron. of yeah. that's just some frequent slime like most of the slime just goes back into the reservoir but yeah you, you'd get like slime tricklings if you were standing around the thing the 90s were a wild time yeah just make but it, it has since been paved over, and there used to be like a, a time capsule with a bunch of stuff from the 90s. And yeah, there. I remember that. Yeah, 
Did did that ever get unearthed? They they took it out. I don't know where they put it. They took it out because now Nickelodeon Studios is like storage and practice space for the Blue Man Group. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a YouTube video. It was like one of those like urban exploration things. I saw the video of somebody in Orlando that like snuck behind a fence and like walked through those studios, the places you know, the legendary uh, Nickelodeon Studios, and it was pretty depressing to see. Like what this guy looks like now. Uh, Adam the Woo. He goes by on YouTube. Adam the W-O-O. And he's one of those people on YouTube that just sneaks into like abandoned stuff to show yeah. you on YouTube. He might have been what I watched. Because he did one of them in there. Yeah. He just found he just ran into the blue men. Yeah. He's just like, uh okay, I'm I'm face to face with a real uh <laughs> with, a, with a blue man. They're not speaking and to me. And he's holding a pipe. And one of them has a gun. <laughs> they are not happy. I'm going to go further in. Okay, they're firing at me. <laughs> I some really, really cool percussive music. This is so this weird. Is awesome. Is it really ASMR all of a sudden? It's really interesting. Wow. Okay, I've just been shot in the arm. <laughs> don't think this is going to pay out very well. Okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and end the video here. Make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell <laughs> just in case I live through this and can make another video. Thanks, yeah, guys. Subscribe. To Woo me. out. <laughs> Imagine subscribing and it's just not. Yeah, you subscribe and then that's it. He's dead. He got shot by the blue man group. There's no more videos coming. Donzo. Yeah. Um, He's finished. Well, should, like, should we – how – Soon should we wrap up? I mean, should we get to the my character? I mean, I'm, you know, okay. Let's 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 go to the my character discussion. Out, yeah. I think we've kind of we've we've done a good episode here. We had the preamble, we've had this uh, very nice hearty discussion with our friend Eddie. Uh, so Eddie, we have a recurring segment on this show where we talk about our my characters. Okay, our my characters. What I mean by a my character, a my character is a character you would draw when you were a kid that was my character. You draw it on everything. You draw it all over your notebook. You draw it on, your, on the side of your homework. It was just like your character. You made it. You were proud of it. You understood who, who they were, and you had plans for this character. You were going to animate You're going to animate it. You were going to make a little comic strip. You were like, oh, this is, this is really going to be something. And then, of course, you know, now it's just a trash character you used to draw. So we've discussed ours. Mine was a character named Squiddy oh, Concarne, my main one. Yeah, no, that reminds me literally today at, um, at uh, was it ThriftCon, there was a shirt that literally said Hyperboy on it. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably some kind of like a uh, sport kind yeah, of Yeah, or nickname or something, something. yeah. I mean, I, I, I looked it up recently and there's a bunch of other, there's plenty of things. It's a pretty, yeah, it's, it's like pretty basic. Not the but, most unique name. But, uh, but I saw it today and, you know, that's kind yeah. of like a weird thing to think that uh, something I created back in the day is. Yeah, it's now at ThriftCon and the shirt's being sold for $900. Hyperboy shirt, yeah. shirts, huh? Yeah, uh, Pete's character's name is Hyperboy. Mine was Squiddy Concarni. Eddie, did you have a, a prominent my character from your youth? I don't really have one particular like prominent star character. I have yeah. lots of like styles of character that I've that I've always drawn that I, I guess I did more of a lot of different types of species than I did like particular characters. I did draw a lot of food characters as a kid. But they'd just be like hot dogs. Yeah, they'd just be like, oh like the hot dog guy or like <laughs> I, I can't think of can't think of one that, that had there. like a very uh hot dog guy. Yeah, you know, a hot dog that. guy. Like the 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 triple bummer is like the longest oh, yeah. running. Yeah. 
thing I've done, but that's that's been since my adult life. Yeah. Um, childhood wise, there there were a lot of unnamed creatures that would that would show up, but there wasn't one that I'd typically go with. Like I, do, I don't do a whole lot of linear story storytelling, or at least I did right. back then. I do some now, but yeah but even still now yeah a lot of your stuff is kind of like one off yeah it's more so just a buffet of random characters whatever you're thinking of yeah wow yeah well um we we we, we'd like to put our my characters up on the uh on the instagram page for whenever we start rolling these out maybe if you want to give us a a mock-up of hot dog guy yeah Yeah, i'll give you a hot dog guy or some frog dude there are a lot of those frog okay. frog dude yeah yeah there, yeah because I, I mean we're, we're definitely gonna hopefully do more of these uh, and you can bring all of them to the table yeah because and... we we have in all of our episodes we've done so far we've discussed numerous my characters so like i mean my main one is squiddy but i had a couple other things i drew as well that were all pathetic and embarrassing by my current uh high high standards mm-hmm. um but you know when you come back for more episodes we can discuss you know other my characters and throw those bad boys up on the gram. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta we gotta see yeah, we gotta see that hot dog guy. Yeah, we gotta get hot dog guy. We gotta hot get dog guy and frog dude. Yeah, we can have a hot dog guy and frog dude episode. Yeah. That's okay, well, I, that's the uh that's the best nineteen ninety three Nicktoon that never aired. Hot dog guy and frog dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a uh, Man, let's remember that. It's another thing I saw a lot of Let, at, let's make that happen shirts. Hot dog guy and frog dude. Yeah, yeah. Okay. there's a lot of those. At, yeah, ThriftCon. <laughs> All right, well, let's put a pin on that and make that cartoon happen. I'm not yeah, kidding. Yeah. I would love to do that. All right, let's start. I also met ET in Universal Studios. That's another one I got to throw in there. Met ET. You met ET. Yeah. What did he say to you? He said my name. Eddie. If you just, <laughs> oh, exactly. Hopefully, you've been on the ET you ride at some point in life. ETs. But uh. Yeah, in the line, they have you fill out this card with your name on it and then, like, program it into the exit ET, and he says your name. Oh, and dude, yeah, at the ride, yeah, the little animatronic, yeah. yeah. De- depending that. on how how cool your your park employee you give your card to is, you can make them say bad stuff, too. But, uh, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> did you go back to try that, or did you hear anybody do that? I, I just had him say, like, other names i'm a couple times because i went to the park repeatedly (laughs) yeah uh, i was usually with my mom so i wasn't having him say like penis or fuck you or anything (laughs) ball sack yeah just having him say that like going back just for that (laughs) (laughs) that would be worth it that that is probably one of my favorite rides in all of universal it's like it should have been torn down a long time ago but that's why it's the longest lasting one yeah, the last time I was there oh. four years ago or something, it was there, and I probably wrote it twice because it's just so great. ET is it like where you in the basket or are you in? The you are bicycle? literally you're literally on the bicycle, and like you start on it, and it's like then it starts to take off. It's kind of like the Peter Pan ride a little yeah. bit, like you're kind of looking down over stuff, and then you go to ET's home world, and it's just like, what am I even looking at? Like, <laughs> there's like different ETs magical. there. It kind of smells like mildew. Yeah, yeah, okay. and then like there's Sounds like. Like cops sh- pointing <laughs> shotguns at you, you know. Et looks like he smells like mildew. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that, was that ever established? I mildew. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, and he loves almond M and M's. Like I'm not entirely dried off. Like, yeah. <laughs> Et need fresh towel from dryer. <laughs> yeah, it was. 
it was so weird in Universal Studios. It was like off to the far left of the park from the entrance, like the yeah. far left is Nickelodeon Studios and it's kept away from everything else in the park. It's like Twister and like mm-hmm. Earthquake and Jaws all on the other Back to the Future ride and the E.T. ride and like Universal Horror Show and Pet, like Pet Celebrities or Animal yeah. Actors or whatever the hell it was called. Pet E.T. <laughs> Yeah, pet ET. Animal actors. Animal actors. <laughs> My favorite part was the far left of the park from the entrance, which is Nickelodeon Studios. All that other stuff you could have like. All that. Pretty cool, but yeah, I, I'd, I'd have kept the far left of the early mm. Universal Studios. What's your favorite ride at Universal Studios? Uh, ET ride from the is, day. You know, if if we're not immediately saying ET ride. Since we just went through with that, that yeah. I believe should be everyone's. Yes, um, only correct I, answer. I really liked the Jaws ride. If you got a a a boat driver that was really animated, because like they're shooting a shotgun into the water whenever the shark pops. Yeah, up. like the ones that aren't into it, kind of <laughs> they kind of almost make it better. But the ones who overham it <laughs> yeah. are really who are just like. Halfway being, hanging out of the boat and stuff. Yeah. Being lethargic yeah. during parents the just like attack. overwhelmed. Yeah. 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 Perfect. Somebody that didn't get enough sleep the night before. Oh my yeah. God. Shark coming. <laughs> All right. Let me get my shotgun to shoot it. <laughs> All right. So uh, on your right is going to be a boat. Oh, geez. We're definitely going to die today. Uh-oh. Anyway, there's a. That's the biggest shark I've ever seen in America. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, go ahead and shoot this thing. <laughs> Almost got me. All right, the Fievel's Playland theme park was was fun as a Fievel's Playland, Fievel like Fievel goes west. Like, Wait, there was a theme met. park of that? Yeah, it was like a like a kids mini theme park within the theme park. It's like a jungle. Oh, gym, basically. okay. And there were like Fievel characters running around. Yeah, mercy. You could shoot. You could shoot water cannons at people. And everyone was shooting each other's parents with these water cannons from like up <laughs> in this jungle gym. Yeah. Yeah, what a golden age! A Fievel goes west playground. I wonder if somebody built one of those now. <laughs> like <laughs> in be some there's like a new playground that's kind of like you know, like kind of by the belt line or something. Oh, we're gonna have this like you know, really nice playground for kids and for while the parents are walking. It's gonna be Fievel goes west themed and <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what uh, that's what everybody's looking looking for is just the new the new Fievel goes west. Yeah, n- new Don Bluth. Oh. Um rides sheesh yeah i mean i could i could go on forever about my history with theme parks and uh definitely once once we've got all this pandemic dealt with i think that we should we should do a group trip we should do a a, like road trip like multiple yeah Yeah, a toad war studios we gotta we gotta scrap legoland and just replace it with five goes west and see how five goes west take that i've only really been to six flags in my adult life like, yeah. I can't think of the last I time I, I went to an Orlando theme park. Yeah, I went to Six Flags a ton because that was what was here, you know, American Adventures. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, Looney Tunes. Yeah, Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, Looney Tunes. All right, so be sure to check out, um, was it Ryan the Last Dragon? Right, Ryan the yeah, Last so, Dragon. Yeah, so, yeah, let's definitely wrap up the episode by uh, doing our uh, – our obligated plug of Raya and the Last Dragon. Watch it, uh, Disney Plus. It's a thirty dollars rental, but it could not be more worth it. What a great fun movie! Yeah. So, um, 
So Eddie, uh, if you haven't seen Raya and the Last Dragon already, um, you got to check it out. There's there's uh, there's dragons. Uh, there's a few of them. So yeah, is this no, yeah, that's like the most pathetic recommendation I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. nobody wants to like have somebody tell them to watch Raya and the Last yeah, Dragon. Hey hey hey, um, go spend thirty dollars like um yeah thirty dollars in the ninety minutes yeah watching a a very lackluster Disney movie. Is this that thing that everyone's complaining about that Disney's trying to pull where it's like you pay an exorbitant amount to watch this earlier than anyone else can? Or yeah, is this I think that's real. What, yeah. yeah, I think that's what that's what, I mean. They did that with like Mulan too, I think. Um, so it's just their way of trying to make some of that theater cash, you know. But people are not hyped on it. Media uh, people, you know, we all think all media should be free, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, 30 bucks is outrageous. <laughs> $30. Like, how do you, how do you just like get that and smile for the rest of the day? Like, how do you, <laughs> like, how do you, like, yeah, nobody like, makes that purchase. He goes, all right, let's enjoy the movie. Y'all. Like, and then you go this, to sleep that night. Like, yeah. You, <laughs> like you don't completely regret mashing that buy now button. <laughs> Jeez. I, I, I wouldn't be able to sleep. For, I'd be sleeping cold for a week. <laughs> like that wouldn't be, like, it couldn't be. Yeah. There's no... And then you spend all the money and then you watch Raya. It's not like you're spending that money. Then watching Coco, you know, like when that came out, yeah. it's like, well, that was 30 bucks. So that was not really worth 30 bucks, but that was a great movie. Yeah. That was a great animated movie. But then like, yeah, you gotta bucks, yeah. watch Raya, the last dragon. Or I guess, is there, is there a logic there that maybe you're taking like, like three people with you to the theater or something? I think it's that's, just... it's, it's like justifying a living room full of people. Cause it would okay. be oh, probably more than 30 bucks for the theater. But like, that's the theater experience, and you're getting that eighty dollar popcorn. All right. Well, listen, we could talk about Ryan the Last Dragon all day, but I think we should maybe go ahead and cut it here. All Eddie, right. thank you for being on the show. Uh, we will bring you back for more episodes, of course. Uh, I think we should uh, bring you back for the Rugrats episode. Let's Rugrats, make that. Yeah. yeah. Let's go ahead and put that on the calendar for sure. Well, Eddie, any final final words you'd like to impart? Any bit words of wisdom you'd like to impart to our whoever the hell is listening to this right now? I mean, if you want to make some entertaining madness, all you really need is a glue gun, some duct tape, and a bunch of trash. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is completely true. Wise words. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to uh, Grant and Pete and, and Eddie, GPC. Grant, Pete, and Eddie talk cartoons. What a great Here time we, we had. There we go. What a blessing it was. Be sure to enjoy. All right. Farewell. <laughs>